Under the reins of Tate Daniels, entrepreneur and illegal arms dealer extraordinaire, had taught me a thing or two about when something belonged on the library's fiction shelves and when to categorize it as real. And the threat of my life had non-fiction written all over its cover. One of the roustabouts tossed me a narrow-eyed look, trying to get a read on me, no doubt, and I stared right back at the little shit. I might be keeping my guard up, but that didn't mean I was sitting here wallowing away in fear of my impending death. People lived, then they died. That was life. And as the overseer of this godforsaken shipment, it was my duty to keep things running smoothly. We'd had imports and exports to manage, inventory to distribute, and cash to launder. Shit needed to get done, and it needed to get done right now. A crate hit the ground, causing a huge boom loud enough to awaken a deaf man. I growled and stepped forward, my fists tight at my sides. Striding forward, I moved right up to the two men who'd made the racket. One was a new recruit who'd joined when I'd been locked up, and the other was a potential member. Can you maybe manage to unload our merchandise without, oh, I don't know, waking the entire police precinct? I rescheduled this for a reason. The potential, who dropped it, flushed and lowered his head. Sorry, Mr. Donahue. Hey, it's not my fault he's an idiot, the worker bee said. I didn't know him, but I knew for a fact he'd been born and raised in the same shithole we'd all come from in Boston, a neighborhood near Southie that had been coined Steel Row. Probably in his twenties, he was the same redhead who'd been eyeballing me earlier. His glare filled with an unspoken challenge. He wore a baggy shirt, a pair of ripped jeans, and a bad attitude. He had muscles that rivaled a linebacker's, but that didn't matter. I welcomed the confrontation. The challenge. That's what I used to like about this job. It kept me on my toes. But everything was too damned easy now. It bored the hell out of me. I cacked my head and crossed my arms. Is that so? Maybe you guys should get rid of the wink links every once in a while, and this kind of shit wouldn't happen. What was Scotty thinking, sending you here to run things you know nothing about? Exactly how long were you in for, anyway? I closed the gap between us and stared the man down. He wanted to challenge the bear? Then he'd get the bear. Loyalty is rewarded, you little shit. I did my time, and I kept my mouth shut. If the ATF came swooping in here right now, could you do the same? The man didn't speak. Answer me! Without another word, I unholstered my SIG P-229 and pressed it dead center to his forehead. My voice was calm and deep, and I made sure to speak slowly. Because the way I see it, there's only one other option in this world. Staring him down like the rat he was, I tightened my grip on the trigger enough to make him sweat. So, you tell me. What's it gonna be? The man swallowed hard but didn't back down. I almost admired that, but he was too much of a dipshit to appreciate the value of his courage. Instead of answering my question properly so his brains didn't end up on the dirty docks, he asked, 
You gonna pull that trigger? My finger twitched even more. For a second, I wanted to do it just to shut the idiot up. A little peace and quiet would do a hell of a lot for the headache building behind my eyes. But even though I knew I was in charge here tonight, this was my brother's crew. It wasn't my job to decide if I needed to rid us of yet another fuckwit. That choice would be up to Scotty. But still... The point had to be made that nobody should mess with me, and that I wouldn't tolerate insubordination from an underling. All around us, the men watched, waiting to see what I would do after that blatant display of disrespect. I'd been challenged, and it was time to show the rest of them why they shouldn't do the same. Forcing an easy grin, I shrugged and slid the gun back into my holster. No, I'm not.